Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, that's good. Today is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. <laughs> At what point will I stop including the year? It just feels like, um, yeah. The, uh, the things, they keep going. They keep going and going. Uh, hope you all are doing well. Um, I think, you know, people are... I'm just seeing a lot of frustration out there. And I'm seeing uh, people expressing that frustration in a lot of ways. And I keep thinking of the adage to be aware of what other people are going through. Or rather to have compassion for other people because you don't know what they're going through. And I think very often this ends up being like a self-reflective thing because we kind of want to say, have compassion for me because you don't know everything I'm going through. But a lot of times, <laughs> maybe most of the time, it should be about having compassion for someone else. Um, especially someone who seems to not deserve your compassion uh, because you don't know what's going on with them. Uh, it's something I practice when driving. When, I, when a driver annoys me, uh, I imagine that one of my friends who I know to be a terrible driver, a person who I love dearly for their many fine qualities, but I'm also fully aware that they are a terrible driver, uh, I imagine that it's them behind the wheel and it totally changes my perspective and it diffuses my irritation with how badly they're driving and whatever they've done to interfere with me for the, you know, 30 seconds or two minutes that we interface driving down the road. Um, it, it's an interesting exercise to try. And I, I do this with other people when people are, uh, you know, talking to me about stuff that is going on that they are unhappy about, which I fully confess as president of SIFWA, this is apparently one of my jobs um, is to hear about things that people are unhappy about, which fair enough, right? Fair enough that I, I could fully concede that's part of my job. But sometimes I have to, I have to use that lens, you know, and think, okay, well, they are coming from a place of frustration. Um, and we are also frustrated with the pandemic. Um, we would like things to be easy again, <laughs> or, you know, like be easy in the way that they were before. Um, I'm sure some of you gaming people would come up with an appropriate analogy, but you know, it's like we could all just use some time playing on like, level one for a little while and uh we're clearly not going to get that anytime soon we're going to stay up on like whatever this is this, i definitely need a gaming analogy if you're a gamer send me the gaming analogy because you all know i just am not a gamer i don't play games why why okay so i probably should caveat for any new listeners out there because i've talked about this before it's not that i don't like games i the role-playing games sound wonderful um I have immense respect for uh, the creators out there 
um, I'm really glad game writers are part of CIFWA. I was part of the, um, I was the CIFWA liaison to the game writing committee for a while. Uh, and it was really interesting to, to learn about what they're doing and how they're incorporating storytelling into games and so forth. For me, playing games always feels like displacement activity. Um, and that's just a personal thing that I don't like stuff that uh, drags my attention away. Um, it's, it's part of how I manage to write as much as I do is that that's a primary focus. And if I'm for my downtime, I, I read books, which is really important to me to do a lot of reading and some, some movie watching. And then like walking outside and that sort of thing. So anyway, I just, um, games are just not part of my life. So, um, and now in that whole explanation, I forgot what my point was. Oh, the analogy. It's like, you know, people, we talk about like our alternate timeline, like we got booted into the alternate timeline. It's like, we've got, I don't know, do games have a thing where you like get off into a different module that's like constantly at level 37 or something. I don't even know what the levels are, uh, revealing my ignorance all over the place. I should stick with an analogy I know, but I can't. I, all I can think of is like choose your own adventure, except we're, we're to the, the part of choose your own adventure where um, there's like the constant peril of death, but also we just keep cycling through like the same storyline, right? Well, <laughs> and we can't get out. So anyway, um, so yeah, I, I wish <laughs> it would be nice if we could get back to something like uh, a more easier plane of existence, but it doesn't seem to be in the cards just yet. Um, this week has not been good for me writing wise too, which is not good because I really need to, um, <laughs> I need to get more writing done. Uh, yeah. Well, Monday I was recovering from being sick. I mentioned that earlier this week and Tuesday I was ramping up. I got decent words done. And then, um, yesterday, yesterday was just one of those days. And it was for Dorinda too. We kept getting interrupted. I was people. Okay. If you listen to my podcast Tuesday, I was still fucking dealing with getting David's prescription filled yesterday. So that was more than a week from after I'd mailed the check, um, five days after I paid online, uh, I finally had to, I ended up talking to, uh, New Mexico true health twice, you know, and the people there are very helpful, but like this gal spent half an hour trying to help me, you know, they were able to give me the new membership numbers. They're like, Oh yeah, you're paid up and you're retroactively covered until January 1st. And she said, you know, you guys could just pay for the prescription out of pocket and then file a claim to be reimbursed. And I said, it would be over a thousand dollars. And she goes, Oh, you know, it's like, do people, people know how much prescription medications cost. It's insane. You know, and, and we're relatively comfortable. I don't know how people who are really on the edge are dealing. I, imagine not. Um, you know, and I wanted, she said, well, the ID cards have been mailed out, which was 
really interesting news to me because nobody had told me that we were actually in the system. Every time I talked to them, they kept saying it was still pending, but apparently we were not pending so much that they couldn't mail out our ID cards. And then she, you know, I said, well, you know, can you mail me, can you email me the card so that he can take it into the pharmacy? Cause I'm just thinking ahead that if he goes in with my little sticky note with the membership number on there, that they're not going to be, you know, it's like, I'm trying to eliminate additional problems before we get there. So she tries to email them to me. She can't. Uh, she gives me an email where I can like email in to request and she said, well, let's see if that works. Let's, she said, I'll wait and see if the, uh, if it bounces immediately, you know what? I should go look at this because I don't look at email early. Well, I won't go look because now we're, we are set, but, um, she's like, it, they sh- it, the system should email the cards to you. Uh, reader, the system had not emailed them as of last night. Um, uh, you know, and she was, and I was just trying to get on the website and the website kept saying that it didn't find my member ID. And so she was trying to do it for me. And, you know, it's like, she's like, well, I think that you're just not in this part of the system yet. So I am aware that, uh, you know, info systems, one part doesn't talk to another. Uh, I understand that they're crazy. I try to be nice to the customer service people because I know that they are like bottom tier and it's not their fault. Um, you know, and I, and I say to them, I know that this isn't your fault, that you have no control over this, but if you have an avenue to pass back this information, I said, this transition has been crazy, terrible. This is insane that my husband has been unable to get a critical medication for five days because, because of the inefficiency of the system for, for no reason other than the fact that one module isn't talking to the other module. And, and I said, I know, I'm sure there's a lot of this going along, going around. And she sighed heavily and she said, yes, there, there so much is. So, so, I mean, I told David that I felt like we should have a special celebration every time he manages to successfully fill his prescription. You know, and that's here in our pretty neighborhood with our local pharmacy where it's fairly easy for him to run over there. I mean, what he went over there like three times yesterday and they were being very helpful. You know, what about people who are, you know, working service jobs where you can't pop out to the pharmacy three, four times a day? I know this is not your problem, uh, but it's just crazy that our system's not better than this because we're fully capable of a better system than this. Anyway, you are all here to hear about writing and the business industry, not about uh, healthcare woes. Although I do feel like they're intertwined because it is part of uh, being a career author, a self-employed author, uh, navigating your way through these things. Uh, Something else I discovered yesterday, I've been trying to reach our CPA for a number of days now. And, um, and I guess I could say his name. I don't think it matters. Um, Robert Worf in Albuquerque, 
uh, has been my CPA for a lot of years now. And he's great because he really understands uh, how a writer's career works, you know, about our freelance stuff. Um, he <laughs> cuts us a break because he says things to me like that he feels like people like me shouldn't be paying taxes, <laughs> which is a little bit of a backhanded compliment, but it's like, thank you. <laughs> um, by that, he means that he feels people who are making much more money should be handling the taxes as opposed to people who are uh, sort of living the creative existence where we're not rolling in dough. And to be frank, I really don't mind. I'm, I'm a idealistic liberal enough that I want to make my contribution. I believe in contributing towards our roads and our schools and our healthcare system and all of these good things. But, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how many years I've been working with Robert and I mean, I have his cell phone and we've worked together on a number of like outside projects. He's helped me with, um, financial advice with like, um, our, our local RWA chapter, land of enchantment, romance authors, uh, you know, so many things. And I had, um, I don't know if I mentioned that it's probably not relevant, but I, from my old day job, I have, uh, employee stock options that I finally, yay, get to roll over into my own IRA. And Robert had given me uh, a connection to an investment advisor. I know Jeffy's, uh, first investment account, TM baby's first investment account. Uh, I know I'm late to the party. Some of you people are like way, way better. I, I saw that my um, stepbrother's kids, my sister-in-law posted the other day that the, um, they had just opened their first, first bought their first stocks and bought ice cream to celebrate. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I guess I'm doing this myself. Although it probably doesn't count that I'm using an investment person, but I am not a financial person. I'm very happy to uh, farm out that expertise to other people, which is partly why I use a CPA too. So anyway, Robert had connected me to Tom who, uh, you know, we've been preparing this whole rollover and everything. And I wanted to ask Robert a question on my tech stuff. And usually I could just call him up and he'd answer. So I tried calling, uh, his office and left a voicemail in the general mailbox and the receptionist normally passes my message right along. So this has sort of like been the theme, right? You know, like these endless phone calls last few weeks or last few days. Um, I left multiple voicemails at the office. I called his cell phone. He didn't pick up. I tried his cell phone again a couple days later and thought, well, I'll leave him a voicemail. His voicemail box was full. Uh, I tried emailing the receptionist off office manager. I'm not sure what her job was, but she was like always the one you could get a hold of no matter what. She doesn't reply to me. So I finally called or finally emailed Tom, you know, and said, you know, cause I knew that he was friends with Robert, you know, the cross recommending. I said, do you know what's going on? And he said, oh yeah, that Robert has not been doing well. Um, I knew that Robert had told me like a year and a half ago that he had fallen and broken his femur, uh, you know, and that major, major leg break, that's a huge problem. And in fact, if you read Dragon's Daughter and the Winter Mage, I was thinking about Robert a lot in that story. 
because that kind of major leg break is um, devastating without medical care and even with medical care. And so Tom said, yeah. And I knew that the last time I talked to Robert, he was doing better with his leg, although frustrated that it took so long to heal. Um, and then he had had some other kind of health problem that I don't remember what it was, but I was like, geez, you can't catch a break. I said, I don't, and he's like, oh no. So Tom says, no, he's not doing well at all. And that he had to shut down the office and let the staff go. And it is not like Robert not to have told us about this. Um, so Tom said, yeah, that they had to find a new CPA. So now I get to find a new CPA, which, um, you know, my problem pales. But, you know, now I'm worried about my friend. Sorry, didn't expect to get all emotional there. Though if you listen to this podcast regularly or watch, I cry a lot on this. Does it seem like I cry a lot? I'm trying to get better about not minding being emotional. I think especially growing up as a woman in the 80s, you know, it was a a lot of pressure then. The feminism took the form of being more like men. So if you uh, became visibly emotional uh, in any sort of... Uh, professional setting it was uh, a real mark against you and in a sign that you were being a weak and silly female um, <laughs> which is which is funny isn't it you know now that we have examples of you know like the whole argument that women can't be president of the u.s because we're too emotional and uh, you know and then we had a president who was like insanely emotional <laughs> It's like, oh, I guess there is sort of a double standard there. Anyway, so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of this sort of thing going on. I don't know if COVID has played a role in, in what's happened with Robert. You know, it's, you know, clearly he just had to pull the plug really fast. So, so yeah, now I have to find a new CPA. I do have some recommendations from Tom. So, guess I'll be doing that. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that. Um, I am going to go visit my mom next week. So we, we decided that yesterday. Also, David's brother is coming to visit him next weekend. So I'm just going to absent myself and go hang out in Tucson with my mom. And that'll be, uh, it'll be a nice break for both of us. And I'll just let the boys batch it up. And David even said to me that he thought it would be nice for me to have a few days where I wasn't worrying about him. Which, you know, really isn't that big of a thing, but it's, it's thoughtful of him. He said that his brother was really looking forward to, to getting away and doing something else too. And I am a big believer that it's good for all of us to have some time where we're not like part of the lives of the other people close to us, you know, like where we're own, our own people for a little bit. So um, all of this means that I may end up pushing back gray magic just by like a week or so. Um, 
I still want to get it out in February, so we'll see. It's also turning out to be longer than I thought, so <laughs> shocking. But otherwise, um, yeah, I think we're in good shape. And then I'll get Storm Princess out. I know a lot of you are waiting for Raven King and the Storm Princess. A uh, couple people have asked me about what's going on with the secret project and submission on that. And I'm like, I don't know, but I can't deal with it right now anyway. So we'll find out. Um, the way things work, it'll probably land on me at the most inopportune moment. But if it's a lot of money, that would be awesome. So, um, yeah, I hope you all are muddling through. I think that's what we're, we're all doing the best for. Uh, I was going to do an in-person panel in February at Beastly Books, and it's going to be virtual. Uh, it's like, fuck, why are we back to this being virtual? Uh, get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. We've got to get done with this. So, um, on that note, I'll remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Hope that you get the things that you need to get through the day. Bye-bye.